Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us. The quiet ten-minute recess in elementary schools. The internet is buzzing with criticism. Why are some students losing out on their playtime? And what does it mean for their well-being? Let's dive into a discussion on why recess is making headlines and how we can bring those active moments back to the students. And we share with you what's made us happy this week in Roundtable's Happy Place. For today's program, I'm joined by Yushun in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show. Recently, there's been a lot of talk on social media about schools cutting short students' recess time due to safety concerns. Playgrounds and hallways, usually buzzing with activity during the 10-minute breaks, are getting quieter. Even though national regulations say schools cannot stop students from leaving the classroom during breaks, the fact is not all elementary school students in this country get their 10-minute outdoor breaks. So, why the hush in elementary school recess, and what happened?、Hmm. Many teachers, actually, and parents are claiming that these 10-minute breaks between classes are being so quiet, and it's reported that. This ten-minute breaks between classes—that's supposed to be time for students to stretch their legs, have a chat, or briefly escape the confines of the classroom—has been transformed into a quieter version because some schools restrict students from leaving classroom during breaks and prohibit loud talking and ban physical activities, citing the consideration for student safety. And actually, students are. They are feeling suffering from such regulations because some students complain that the recess is already short, and with teachers often delaying classes or starting classes early, they even have to rush to the restroom, which means you know it is even harder for them to like kind of to obey this regulation. And is, by the way, just just to quickly jump in, it's hardly a regulation. This is more like you know verbally what some schools say that this is. What you should do, kids, but、uh, there, there's no like government regulation as such stipulating that. It, It's more like an implementation of individual school level, by the sound of it. Yes, yes. So, and、um, in that case, schools actually are like you know there are some kind of good behavior points of students. So if students are like rushing in the hallway of the classroom, and they will deduct their Good behavior points, so that's kind of rule that's set by the schools. Oh, so,、mm. huh? That's interesting because this brings back memories of elementary school. And are you referring to 禁止追跑打闹 So, like, you know, please stop the chasing, jumping around, rushing around. And kids, can you please be on your best behavior and Walk appropriately without bumping into people. Is that kind of the interpretation, or sort of the unspoken understanding of why there's such? Is it a nonverbal rule or something?、Um, it kind of sounds familiar. It's like if you behave appropriately, you get the brownie points. You get a little red flower or something、mm. like that. Okay. Does any of this sound remotely similar? To what you have experienced, Josh, I would think that it would be a concern of people if、um, kids are just 
running around, bumping into people, bumping into stuff. And that's just not good for the students' safety. Is that like a concern for schools in the UK? Well, first of all, when it comes to rules and regulations regarding class times um, in the UK, it really depends on the school and the educational authority. So I'm not going to speak for the whole of the UK and for every school. And definitely over time, there's been an increasing focus on creating more flexibility, actually, in timetabling in the United Kingdom. But to answer your question more directly, at least from my personal experience, it, it can be a bit manic. And I, I guess that there are there always are health and safety issues with schools. But um, in my own experience, when I went to school, certainly break times could be like that. And they certainly were like that. I mean, they could be outright scary sometimes. But I would say that the benefits, the pros outweigh the cons. In other words, the physical movement and the importance of the physical movement outweighs the con of not having that physical movement. And I think that the negative effects of being sedentary and not being allowed to move um, definitely are much worse than restricting students from doing so. Yes, indeed. And this is actually a little bit of a complex matter or more complex than what meets the eye at first glance, actually, because apparently some parents actually endorse this kind of um, rule or, you know, actually the parents are kind of divided because you've got some who are saying, I want my kid to be safe at all costs. And if my kid comes home with a scraped knee, oh my goodness, what happened to you? School needs to bear responsibility. But also you've got a whole other big camp of people who are saying, how could this be? Kids need to be kids. They need to run around free and not wild. But yeah, you see these really opposing ideas to how this time should be used. That is the precious 10-minute recess. So could you elaborate on, you know, what side speaks louder to you, You should. Yeah, I agree that it is quite complicated, you know, because a lot of schools are saying that they are introducing these kind of rules because actually a lot of parents are claiming that they are actually concerned or afraid of, you know, their kids maybe get harmed by, you know, just running or having a more active, quote unquote, more active 10 minute break. So they're actually some of them even report to education administration to let schools to stop doing this. But with this new rules introduced, another side of parents are also claiming that they are also concerning that their kids are not getting enough outdoor activity time. So I think the schools are being in the middle and they are actually making hard choices that how can they satisfy all of the you know, requirements of these kind of parents. So you're saying that some schools or some classrooms, they do not advise students to get out of the classroom. They're asked to sit there and just be quiet. Yes, and that's why it's called quiet 10 minute break. So Josh, how would you sort of weigh the two sides of the arguments? And uh, can you see some merit in both sides? Well, certainly I can understand it from a teacher's perspective. And also there are definitely some benefits to having this quote unquote 
quiet time, but that has to be compared to how the classroom is. I mean, having some downtime in the day is good for everybody, having a moment to breathe and be peaceful. And I mean, you almost it almost sounds like you're in the realm of meditation or something, which is, I think, good for the mind for, for anybody. But for me, it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be more to help the school to discipline the children and to just make things run smoothly in that regard, which I think most health professionals would agree that that's really unhealthy. And it seems to me that, you know, I cannot speak for these exact situations because I'm not there in the classroom, but I think that there could be better policies and better methodologies in place here to make the, allow the students to focus more, whether that means that schools have to invest more in thinking about how to give them space to run around. If they don't want them running around the classroom, do they maybe allow them to go outside for some time? Obviously, the winter months are coming in certain parts of China. It's too cold for the students to go out and just do that. But these things are really important. So I do understand it. And um, I think that maybe in at certain times of the day, it would be good to have some downtime, maybe nap time or something. But yeah, for me, I... It doesn't seem to be what it is, uh, to be honest. I don't think it's benefiting the students. Yes, of course. And also, to be honest, it is quite reasonable for a lot of parents that are concerning the safety of their kids because they, it's understandable that they want to know every detail of their kids while they are in the school, right? And sure. But, okay, on that point, please just allow me to interject very briefly. Yes, we all understand parents want their kids to be safe and all that stuff. But the thing is, as a human being living in a crowded city, the minute you step outside of your apartment, you run the risk of, touch wood, being run over by a bus. Um, I mean, the minute you get out of your apartment, you are exposing yourself to risks. And, you know, heaven forbid that doesn't happen, but... If you think like that, you can't live in this society. You can't live in this world. And it's like, you know, the minute your kid is out of the apartment, something might happen to him or her. So, yes, yes. I understand that parents want their kids to be safe. But the minute your kid is in the school, I mean, there is going to be the risk that there's a scraped knee or a bruised elbow or whatever it is but i suppose the discussion should be more focused on okay one side of it is minimizing risk but also how can we do this in a more realistic way without hampering the opportunity of kids to get the necessary rest and activity physical activity they need as opposed to just why not just put them in a cage you know and that's not what you want Right. And that's why a lot of, um, you know, parents are claiming that schools should take the responsibility of, you know, taking care of the safety of children. And also, actually, to be honest, from the perspective of parents, right, of course, they w don't want, you know, their kids to have any scratch, but, you know, they also need to relax when they are sending their kids to a school and um, they have to have some basic trust to the school because actually maybe most of the time of their kids are spending are in school. So as we are saying, maybe some parents are being overprotective to their children and um, they want every detail of their school activity and they are you know, afraid of any little scratch on their kids. But they need to understand it's inevitable that students may 
come across some unexpected issues, uh, no matter it's big or small. So I think it should be the responsibility of both parents and schools. First of all, the schools, of course, they need to make the facility and the infrastructure of schools and, of course, basic rules of schools to be safe. And parents should also try to relax and trust schools more and to enhance, you know, the safety education for their children mm -hmm. to, you know, in the first place, not let them rush to others. Um, also, something that we haven't really mentioned too much yet, but is the mental well-being or the lack of mental well-being that restricted social interaction and restricted physical activity is going to have. Um, and I think that the limited freedom to move around and talk may, quote-unquote, protect the students from the risk of physical injury. Um, but it's really going to have a massive negative impact on students' mental well-being. And ultimately, I guess, if good grades and, you know, a good education is the goal, then this is going to result in probably better studying and more focus as well. There is, we don't even need to go into it, but there is a a, a massive um, breadth of research that suggests that physical activity and regular exercise and good mental well-being helps focus and things like this. And also social isolation and a lack of opportunities for stress relief and relaxation is going to result in a lot more stress and anxiety and decreased motivation. Um, I know myself that when I was, I always struggled with this a lot when I was at um, sixth form college in the, in the United Kingdom, we have something called sixth form college, which is like the age of 16 to 18, which I guess in China would be senior high school, right? Yeah. Um, but we call it something slightly different. It doesn't really matter, but we move into a different school usually at that point, depending on where you are. And that is when things really before then it's more standardized. And I remember I did have two hour classes sometimes without a break. And I struggled so much before this. I really had no issue. And, and so many students did. Um, and I, I felt such a breath of fresh air when I actually got to university, when I had breaks in between our lectures. Um, and I really thought it was a failed experiment on the part of my sixth form. Not all sixth forms did it. So maybe this is why I'm biased in this regard as well. But I do think that the, the mental health side of things are, are definitely outweigh the risk of a slight physical injury. And as you said, there is always risk when you go outside, when you get out of bed, when you're in bed, right? Mm -hmm. It's always risk around. Yeah. But the thing is, if you don't run the risk, you'll go nowhere. And without failure, doesn't come success. So it's just simple as that. Um, that's a little bit of a sidetrack. But what you just said, Josh, it reminded me of our days in school uh, during recess time. This was, uh, yeah, like an elementary school in, in Beijing. I remember during winter time, it can get quite cold outside and indoors. It's really warm because we have heating here. Um, and I remember our teacher would encourage us, if not like usher us outside to the outside of the classroom because she would say, hey, stop just sitting there because we just wanted to chat. Like us girls just wanted to chat during the 10 minute recess and stay in the warmth and uh, the comfy classroom. And just, yeah, it was, it, it took some doing to get us to be more physically active. 
But I remember the teacher was very encouraging of us and say, 换换脑子 There's just no direct way to say that in English because you can't change your brain. But basically, just change your like mental mindset. You know, because the next class is gonna start, and it's best to just even if you take your mind elsewhere, just to something different, then it's good. Relaxation of the mind, and that's good and conducive to your mental development in the long term. So, I think that most commonly happen in middle school or high school, because when you're in primary school, a lot of students just you know uncontrollable, and you you don't even need to tell them to go out of the classroom. They will run out of the classroom as long as the bell of off class rings. See that might be a little bit of a paradox of,、mm. and also I suppose this process can be really painful. It's almost like disciplining the kid and teaching him or her, you know, being socially programmed into the requirements and behavior of this world that one day they will need to be prepared to. Get into and、um, get along with all these social rules or whatnot, because maybe it's maybe it is in the human nature of the little kid to just want to run wild. But but we know we need to conform to all these rules to survive, to interact with others in this society. And in a way, school is the institution where we learn all those things and.、Um, Yeah, Josh, do you have a different take on this? Well, I think that there's something really important that we have to take note of, which I think any teacher or student would maybe appreciate hearing is that yes, I think of course in primary schools, as you mentioned, Yushun, it might be a little bit chaotic or physical movement and things like this may be more allowed. And there's a massive reason for this. A, A slightly glaringly obvious one, which we haven't mentioned so much, but that's that's because as you get into high school, there becomes an increasing focus on exams,、um, and I think this is a massive factor: is that very quickly and quite suddenly, all education and all classes become quite focused on a big exam or maybe a few big exams, and this is the world over. It's the it's the same in most countries, and therefore, physical activity. Often not important, if important at all, when it comes to the result of said exam, whichever country you may be in, and it you know it reduces the importance of physical exercise. And I don't think that's even the teacher's fault a lot of the time. You know, that's just、um, the education system. So,、um, I, I mean, I know that we don't really have too much time to discuss the alternatives to examinations, and there's pros and cons to having them, of course. But I think that this is a major factor、um, in. As to why we are having reduced break times、um, and examples such as the one we are discussing today,、mm. and the thing is, the parents seem to think that、uh, well, first of all, they're worried, and also they want quality physical activity time for their kids. Apparently, about ninety percent of Chinese parents are concerned about how their children spend. The ten-minute breaks between classes, according to a 2019 survey released by China Youth Daily, the newspaper, and apparently, while it's more than 60 percent of the parent respondents said that they would encourage children to take a rest during recess, and also more than 60 percent of the respondents say that they would take their children 
out to get more physical exercise after school. So the majority of parents seem to want more physical activity and rest for their kids, but can they get them through the 10-minute recess time is kind of the um, question here, as well as who should bear the responsibility of, well, the bottom line is safety, and the ceiling of requirement is well-being for kids, isn't it? Well, of course, some parents may, you know, think that it is the responsibility of schools to, you know, take care of the children. And also, as you said, He Yang, a lot of teachers will encourage students to go out and, you know, stretch the legs and get some rest during the, you know, classes because they know, of course, they know the concentration time of students mm-hmm. are limited, mm-hmm. right? You know, after maybe like 45 minutes, they need that kind of time to actually restart their mind to be ready for <laughs> next class. Mm-hmm. So um, actually, a lot of teachers, they want their students to get some rest. But also, we're saying that because of the academic study are getting harder and heavier, um, they have fewer time for rest. And maybe even some teachers are you know, getting used to the habit of delaying the class mm. or start the class earlier. And then that makes the you know, students' activity during recess even more limited yeah and in that way um some parents can be you know both critical and demanding oh so you just you know, can't win then they they can be highly sensitive and strict in scrutinizing and observing school education and they often file reports and complaints to educational authorities over minor issues like their kids maybe not getting enough rest or getting a little scratch during the recess. So in that way, there happens this kind of complicated situation. So what's the solution then? Because you know that kids are at school now, you know, do they get their rancus loud? If not loud, then, you know, just more physically active 10 minute recess time. Josh, what do you see as possible solutions? Well, I'd just like to say that I think, Yushun, you raised a really good point about how complicated this is. And that's why I also would like to just uh, reinstate what I said earlier about not knowing the exact situation. And there may be good reasons as to why certain schools are implementing these things. But I think that definitely there's several things that can be done. Um, I think parental involvement is something that can happen. I think engaging parents in seminars or at least allowing them, inviting them um, to participate in informational sessions can help everybody uh, become more educated about the significance of breaks and to enter into discussions and things like this. Again, this depends on how standardized these things are and how much influence schools have, how much autonomy they have. But this is something that can happen. Um, I also think that health professionals need to be involved when it comes to planning curriculums and planning things like this. I think that collaborations with doctors, psychologists and other health professionals, I think this is really important. Of course, they can provide insights um, and expertise in how long breaks should be, um, the kind of physical exercise that students should have at what age, how it can happen, safety and all these kind of things. We can't actually put all of the weight and expectation on teachers, right? It's, It's so much to ask and teachers are often already asked and expected to do so much more, often on so little salary. I think that it's important to consider issues like this and then maybe consider 
more investment and who we can uh, invite to collaborate and help. Yeah, that is a very good point. And talking about more investment and, you know, just improvement in what I call infrastructure, and that could be hardware and software. A lot of these schools in the center of cities simply don't have enough space so that kids can run around, and that becomes an issue. Yeah, and that's a difficult one because um, maybe it could be a rule or regulation that. For all schools, there's a, an established amount of physical space that is mandatory for the school to open. Or maybe you have some other thoughts. Feel free to email us, ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com.